0: night 10.05 ish we are on an hour early and i think i can speak for dutch when i say thank god for the nba all-star game festivities rampage on at seven this week instead of 10 o'clock i I feel energized i feel good like the fact that i'm not sitting here having to go through another late hour of professional wrestling they need to move that start time to seven o'clock man they it, It. i thought rampage was much more enjoyable at 7 than it usually is at 10. Not that it was a bad show regardless. I'm just saying it was much more enjoyable for me. Dutch, what do you think about Rampage at 7 o'clock? Would you be good with the – Oh, I love that.
1: I love that. I had a late, late night last night, and I had a, every, a lot of stuff to do today. So it, my ass was kicked by 11 o'clock this morning, so I was ready to pass out and stay passed out. But I think that's a good starting time for them. And I wonder why they don't start at seven. I know why they don't start at eight because of the competition. But seven—that would make it four o'clock in LA, right? Yeah, that, it's not a time-delayed show, correct? Well, that explains it.
0: Yeah, but I mean, they, they could always time-delay it for the West Coast. That's something that they've done before, that has been done before in the past. And Rampage had some pretty good matches. It did. It felt like they didn't try to cram too much into Rampage tonight. It was very – I thought it was well-paced tonight. I, th-
2: I think they realized that it was going to be before the NBA game, and maybe some people would think the game was on uh, – the celebrity game was on earlier, so they would get new viewers. Because that, that trios match was just like, hey, we, we got basketball fans watching. We're going to cater to the Basketball. <laughs>
0: i dude i thought the well we'll get there but i thought the opening of that match was absolutely genius just flat out genius that's how
2: you do integrating what's going on on the network with your wrestling that was yes that that was uh i I loved every second of that
0: we appreciate everybody who's tuning in for this episode of smack talk here on the sports Kita wrestling facebook channel and the uh youtube channel wrestle binge by sports kita Ricky Chino, Dutch Mantel, SP3, with you guys for about 45 minutes to an hour or so. Uh, We're going to go in reverse tonight, though, uh, because the moment of the night saved the absolute best for last. Uh, they, They trotted out Sami Zayn tonight in front of his home crowd of Montreal. And it was, there aren't words to describe how great the close to that show was. And that was before Sami even opened his mouth and and had a chance to open us up. First off, praise the lord, World's Apart is back. Sammy Zayn has his old music back. Thank the heavens, Triple H with a fantastic call on that one. Um Sammy came out man and oh, that crowd just went absolutely insane and you could tell he was doing his best to to hold back the emotions and he and finally he wasn't able to do it and he just said f it and he's laughing and he's crying and he's soaking in the moment and the fans just will not shut the hell up and he finally gets on the microphone and it was a very short but passionate promo in both english and french which got that crowd going absolutely insane did you hear the
2: translation yeah
1: no what, what did he say in french what was
2: your that? ass is mine motherfucker <laughs> Oh my god. On national TV in French. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> now, did the sound go out for anybody else
0: or was that just me? It went out yeah. for me. Okay. So I missed I, I don't I know if they
2: started doing the holy shit chants again. Yeah, I one. think it was I think it was when they did the uh fuck you Roman chants. They uh... they, they had to they had to play with what the sound a little bit.
1: People, You visit their country and they cuss you out. Those
0: <laughs> I mean, he wasn't even on. The... Think about what's gonna happen tomorrow night. But regard, we'll focus on tomorrow uh, here a little bit later. This but... is the
2: most I've ever cursed on this channel, and we're only <laughs> like five minutes in. I'm oh, sorry, yeah. I'm, so- I'm sorry, bosses. I am just reporting the news. I'm just yeah. Saying no, hey,
0: that that's factual. That's good reporting. I appreciate that. <laughs> but uh, Dutch, as a as a professional wrestler, as somebody who has uh, talked, you know a lot on this show about hot crowds and and people trying to stab you and this, that, and the other thing, getting that kind of reaction, what do you think's going through Sammy's mind at that point?
1: Well, I've often said this, if you could take that feeling that Sammy experienced when he first walked on the floor and that's what they were waiting on, they were waiting for homegrown son and they are so proud of Sammy because not that he's a Canadian. The story is good. The story is great. Here's a kid that busted his ass. Hey, six months ago you couldn't give him a win, and they beat him, and they beat him, and they beat him, and they beat him, and so that's what I tell people. You know, wins and losses really doesn't mean that much. Really, it does, but it doesn't. Yeah. But if you, if you, if medical science could take that feeling that Sammy experienced coming onto the floor and market it and put it in a pill or put it in a bottle. I mean, they'd be billionaires multi times over, just overnight, because it's a great feeling and there's there's no way to describe it. They did a close-up of Sammy. He had that tear coming down on from, from each eye.
0: I was going to say, Ozzy says he was getting ready to cry. He was crying. He was yeah, flat out he was crying. definitely crying
1: and it went on that is probably the longest in ring that I've heard without anybody saying anything how long do you think he went 3 minutes or more
2: at least that's the, that's the longest since his opponent after yeah. WrestleMania 33 when yeah. when Roman beat undertaker and that I was in that crowd in uh in Orlando and it went like I would say seven, eight minutes of them booing Roman and, and all the different chants. But this was like, he only had a certain amount of time because they yeah. saved him to the end of the show. If they would have had him earlier. He could have made it even gone off a little bit, even longer because those fans were crazy for Sami Zayn.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were, they they, they love Sami. And, and this is what I say about good creative booking The team knew that. They know the town. That's like I I always say, know your audience. And they know their audience. They knew their audience tonight and how they would receive Sammy. And uh, that is something you can't predict. It just happens. It's organic. And they just let it play out, which was actually to the benefit of everybody because now Sammy doesn't have to cut an interview; he just go out there and uh, soak it in, have a few tears. I'm gonna kick your ass, MFer. And <laughs> in French. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I wonder, I wonder what he'd said, because on my screen when I have the closed caption, it just says in French.
0: Speaking yeah. in French.
1: French. Yeah. So.
0: Could you imagine being the the guy who's in charge of the dump button and you're sitting there going you got 10 seconds to figure what the hell did he just say what the <laughs> by the time you get the translation it's like well shit I'm fired.
1: Uh <laughs> well, I'm sure I'm sure they told him they sure I'm sure they told him they were going to say that. So be ready to stomp on that button because that's what I'm going to say. And maybe they didn't tell him. I don't know
0: so steven thinking what a lot of people are thinking uh chances that wwe decides to call an audible tomorrow night and have sammy win the championship uh this is something that sp3 and i have talked about ad nauseum over the last couple of weeks of you know the the trickle down effect of sammy zane winning the title with their plans go ahead for for cody Rhodes and and all this the trickle down of putting the belt on sammy and changing the main event this late in the game would be it would be a lot to figure out for creative but Dutch, when you hear that kind of reaction, when you think about what the reaction would be tomorrow night if Sammy were to defeat Roman Reigns and win the Universal Championship in his hometown, that is a reaction and that is a moment that will withstand the test of time as far as WWE. That will be one of those all-time I-remember-where-I-was kind of moments. Does it ultimately prove to be a mistake? Does it throw the WrestleMania card into total chaos? Most likely, yes. Would it be a mistake? Don't know. You'd have to let it play out. But it's there for them. It's there for them. What do you think is going through Triple H's mind right now? And do you think he could possibly be swayed to put the belt on Sammy tomorrow? Well, you could
1: make that argument, and he'd look at at you like you've lost your mind. <laughs> of course, they're not, not going to put it on Sammy. I mean, there's a lot of ways to protect Sammy. Sure. Yeah. You don't want to damn. You don't want to just beat him in that town because his his he's over, and if he's over that strong, and they if they just beat him, that would make the people leave with a bad taste in their mouth. I think they're going to involve Kevin Owens tomorrow night. Yeah, and set up set up the rest of the WrestleMania card. Are the are the match next to the main event? I think they're going to bring him in? It's going to be Sammy and Kevin. Versus the Usos, now you can change some belts there, and yeah. you can leave, and you can leave your crowd happy. Don't throw the baby away with the bathwater. I mean, let it play out. They got it, and I mean, once you've got something this hot and this strong, and I think they have their path already mapped out. They're they're ready to they're ready to cash. Cast your checks already because it's there with 14. How many people's in there? And I heard this about three or four times, 15,000, 15,000, 55 people. And tomorrow night they'll have probably 15,000 and something. It'll be a turn away crowd tomorrow. So, because when you have something this strong and, and this, this passionate, it almost takes on a historical precedent. Because people said, "Hey, remember that Sami Zayn when they had that huge, huge crowd down at the Bell Center, and the whole town's going to remember this. This is a this is almost a, a milestone in that city's history. And Sami Zayn, for him to be a part of it, is something to be proud of. And you could tell to that how, how proud he was that they put him they put him in this angle. And once he started getting over." Four months ago, they got they started looking at Montreal then, and how close it would be to WrestleMania, and Montreal was a almost a, not a stepping stone, but it was a, a mark that they could they could really draw a huge house. I think a huge pay-per-view audience too, and get Sammy over more, and get WrestleMania over more. I mean, th- these things don't happen by accident. And you are got to give it to Triple H and the team. I think if Vince were still in the office or had anything to do with creative, we wouldn't be seeing anywhere near this level of creativity from that team. But now that Triple H is in there and he's calmed them down, and because there's a lot to be said. Somebody can't push you to be creative like Vince would do. Yeah. God damn it, be creative. I mean, you can't do it. But with a Triple H in there and with his hand, you know, he doesn't get excited that much. So it's easy to come up with those ideas and leave it up to Triple H to, to pick and choose what he what he wants. And I think he's picked wisely.
0: Yeah, to give both men credit, the, the Bloodline story started under Vince McMahon and and triple a and that includes involving Sami Zayn with the bloodline and then triple h has just elevated it and taken it to the next level and now here we are with one of your biggest over baby faces Sami Zayn getting a big match tomorrow john castro asking can they give the belt to sami tomorrow and make it a triple threat at wrestlemania they could do that but then the trickle down becomes what do you do with the Usos? What do you do with the tag team title match? What do you do with Kevin Owens? Are you just not involving any of those three on the card? That may ultimately be, you know, what has to, to fall by the wayside if you decide to to make sure. that that match. But that's probably your night one main event that you're sacrificing to give the belt to Sami Zayn. These are the things SP3 they have to consider before they, they decide to give the belt to Sami Zayn. But it has to be tempting to go ahead and get, we know Triple H is a pop guy. It has to be tempting, SP3.
1: But what's the upside to that? Actually, you, you take away some of your some of your steam. It's Sammy and Roman, period. Leave it like it is. Sometimes, when I was booking, sometimes, you know, you would think and think and think and think, and most oftentimes, I would go back to the first thought I had, which was the best one, and stay with it. I think if they make it a three-way, why? Why would you make it a three-way? The heat is with two guys. It's like two guys got in a fight on the street and all of a sudden said, oh, they're going to have another one today. Oh, yeah, they added another guy. What? (laughs) Wait a minute. Three guys fighting? What was he in it? I I, I don't think they should. They they won't mess with it. They'll, They'll leave it like it is because there's no need to change it, no need to alter it or add to it or... Just leave it like it is, because you can tell by that crowd tonight, they're interested in the way it's booked, so leave it like it is. Who asked that question? That was John. John, you need to get off the pipe, buddy. You need
2: To Dude, to play devil's advocate, the two previous times they had world title matches, uh, tri- triple threats for the world, the Males World Championship. It was the long term rivalry of Shawn Michaels and Triple H with the added addition of the hardcore wrestling fans' favorite of Chris Benoit, and then you had WrestleMania 30 with the long term story of evolution with Batista and Randy Orton, and then they inserted the fan, the hardcore fans' favorite in Brian Danielson. Do I think these are the same thing as right now? No, mm-hmm. I would compare this to the whole situation leading up to Wrestlemania 15 when they had the plan of Rock and Austin all the way back when when Rock turns heel at Survivor Series 1998 but they still got in a Mick Foley title ring, two Mick Foley title reigns, in fact during that time if they wanted to, I say the only solution to this is have Sammy win tomorrow and then Monday on Raw have Roman win it back. If you want heat in Canada, can't, they're in Ottawa on, on Monday. Roman can do an automatic rematch clause, and then you could do the angle that they're planning on doing tomorrow of Jay Uso turning on Sami Zayn and then transferring that heat to the Usos versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And Sami doesn't have a rematch clause because he yep. only won it two days ago. So, they could do it that way if they wanted to wash both hands, but that seems convoluted. That seems something like Vince would do. Triple H has been very adamant about, you know, sticking with his plan. So I agree with Dutch that it's probably going to be Roman winning, but they gave Sammy a moment here. I just wish throughout this build, we could have got a hint that Sammy can, you know, get the upper hand on Roman Reigns. Cause that's the one mistake I think of this whole buildup to Elimination Chamber that we've never seen Sammy Zayn, like, get the one up on Roman Reigns. We got it slightly the week after War Rumble, and then they immediately took it back by the bloodline, beating up Sami Zayn, and then setting up the challenge by Roman with the great promo in the camera. So I won't say that that was a bad decision, but I feel like in the last two weeks, we should have had Sami Elise getting a one up on Roman, hitting him with the Luva kick to have the image of he can beat Roman Reigns.
0: Yeah, they've really set this up. And even Michael Cole said it to to close out the show tonight. They've kind of set this up like a 16 seed versus a number one seed in in March Madness. Like, Sammy Zayn has no shot. Like, the audience, we all hope. We all hope that they win. We all hope that Roman Reigns is Virginia, right, and loses to – I don't even remember the damn 16 seed that, that what Virginia's asked that year. But, um, you know, I'm, they, we all hope that we see the 16 upset the number one, but we don't really think it's going to happen. We're not really putting Sammy, na- Sammy Zayn's name down in the round of 32, but everybody in Montreal and most of us are hoping – look, if Sami Zayn wins the title tomorrow night, I'm not going to be mad. This this would be the wrestling equivalent of shoot first and figure things out later, right? Like that that, that just whatever, eff it, be damned. We're going to have a moment. We're going to have an all-timer. Everybody remembers Mick Foley winning the WWE championship for the first time. Nobody remembers that that reign was less than a month, right? Like no nobody remembers that. Everybody remembers Rey Mysterio winning the title at WrestleMania. They don't remember that his run was absolute dog butt because Vince didn't want to put the belt on him in the first place. Like they remember the moments. And tomorrow night would be an all-time moment if Sami Zayn won. I don't know what the trickle out, the fallout would be from that, but it, it also ain't my job to, to to figure it out either. But I wouldn't be mad if Sami won tomorrow night. I wouldn't. I would enjoy every second of it, and then I'd be asking a million questions afterwards.
2: And with my solution of he wins it at Elimination Chamber, then Roman wins it back at the at Raw. Everyone's thinking Jey Usel is going to get involved tomorrow. Kevin Owens going to get involved probably after the matchup. They could set this up as really giving us an emotional pull and an investment in the Roman Reigns' Cody Rhodes, and Cody plays Stone Cold to Sami Zayn's Mick Foley, and he's the reason why Sami oh, Zayn wins the title. Oh,
0: I want it so bad now. God damn it. I want it so bad, and it's not going to happen. But regardless, we got a lot more <laughs> not, ladies and gentlemen. I'm it's just teasing happening.
2: all you yeah, Montreal um, Quebecers. I'm sorry.
0: But... sp3 if sammy wins tomorrow i want a live instant reaction on social media from you i want it i want it badly all right we do have a lot of the uh, rest of the show we got to get to so let's work in reverse here we did have an intercontinental title match tonight gunther against madcap moss Uh, gunther ultimately did retain in a match that once it reached its conclusion uh the crowd was ready for sammy Zayn. at that point we're getting the Olay chance Gunther had the sleeper hold locked in. He said, F this, threw the powerbomb down on Madcap. I thought Madcap was pretty game tonight. This was uh, easily his best match that we've seen out of him. A little bit surprised that it took Gunther several minutes to to beat him, Dutch. I was kind of expecting uh, more of a squash tonight, but uh, they let Madcap get some offense in.
1: Well, that's the rule in wrestling. You know, you make your opponent... I mean, Moss had a he, – he looked pretty good, and he, he could have won. Nobody thought he was going to win, but he's got to get some offense in to make it appear that Gunther faced somebody, that he yeah. faced a test. Uh, I, I didn't think the match was that – to me the match was kind of boring because there's nothing really between them. And Emma and Madcap, what did, what did Madcap say in his interview that he's a what? He's a star. Yes. You almost want to slap him now. Look, he, I mean, be friendly and be nice, but, you know, don't go out there. That's, that sounds like a heel, what a heel would say. But I think we got what everybody expected that Guthrie was going to beat him, and I, 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 the, the power bomb beat him. Yeah. I would have said, oh, don't kick out of that.
0: We've so. seen people kick out of the power bomb in recent weeks. I was actually happy that Madcap stayed down for that. Uh, SP3, I, I'm, I believe I'm quoting you correctly and saying that you hoped that Gunther would have bodied uh, Madcap Moss with inside of two minutes tonight. That did not happen.
2: That would have been much more effective than what we saw. It would have been. That that this was the worst match of Gunther's title reign. And that's to say that the quality of his title reign has been tremendous. He's had great matches with the likes of Ricochet and Rey Mysterio I, I, and Sheamus. I had a good match one time. 1980-something. I, I, I had one good match and then I retired. There you go. <laughs> Do you 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 guys were you guys were smart. When MadCap had one good match, he should have retired himself. I, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. He should <laughs> he, he should have yeah. quit while he was ahead. Um, man, I I think MadCap is talented, but yeah, I needed this to go like half as long as it did and That's even the the crowd in Montreal was just like they gave them the Chapelso segment when they in the when they in the courtroom like wrap wrap this up B wrap it up <laughs> wrap it up we want Sammy Ole 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 get going get out of here let's go it's, let's it's go almost 9 58 let's go let's Move go on home.
0: we're go gonna on. be cheering our boy for six solid minutes so y'all better wrap this shit up uh, that's definitely what happened at the end of the match um, there. There are aspects of Madcap that I I like, and I do think he's talented. I don't know what it is. I he's just missing something. I don't I don't know what it is. And honestly, like the the when he and Emma are on screen together, I get annoyed. And it's not the, anything between the two of them. It's it's all with the fact of they brought back Emma. It's forced. It, they brought back Emma, and if who's who's theme song literally says it's all about me and ever since she came back it's been all about madcap they they brought her back and she is uh basically his his valet at this point now, i don't know what we're doing with emma it makes it irritates me because she's so much more than that
2: you remember when i said the hit row after like two weeks they felt like they've been here for like two years <laughs> man emma sue emma feels like she's been here for a decade and she Not just yet. came back a few months ago. It's like, it's like, man, she's like a part of the furniture. They, that's what I'm gonna call Emma and Mad Cat Moss, team furniture. They just yeah. feel like they've been here for a long, long time. And I stopped caring a long, long time ago.
0: I, I want, I hope, I, I, look, they may be having the time of their lives. And Emma, obviously, might. They're they're a real life couple. All right. That's great. That's fine. Emma may be cool with it. I, I want to see her actually, like, wrestle more and have her own storylines and things like that. So that's that's just where I'm at but, right now.
1: But we saw her wrestle, and I was looking at it. She hasn't gotten any better. I think she, how many matches
0: back. has she had? She's been back, televised anyway. Two? Three? One was kind of a squash. Like, she... I thought her first match against Ronda was good. And then
2: since then, I haven't seen a whole lot of her in the ring. I can't really judge. I know she's got talent. I think she's got at, at best five minutes in the ring. Uh it, like the most, the most time she's got for a match since that first match with Rhonda. And the thing that she improved the most on when she left WWE was her character work. She became a very good heel, especially with Impact Wrestling, when they really when they really like fleshed out the all about me and she became an influencer and stuff. And now she's back to just being the babyface which failed the first time she was in WWE. It was only when she turned heel that they were able to do something with her on NXT and then on the main roster. And now we're right back to her being a babyface. That isn't interesting.
1: Well, she's bland and she's boring on top of that. but, But she's a nice girl. You know, I know her. Very nice, very nice lady. But on screen, she's like, you almost feel sorry for her that they put her in such a role where she just she does kowtows or or whatever you say that that word is but she she wants to take care of moss more than anything
0: else yeah it's
1: and it's it's irritating it's annoying like rick said
0: it's disappointing is is what it is because i i i was very excited when they brought her back and now i'm like why'd you bring her back (laughs) like Mm -hmm. this is what you were going to do with her and i hate
2: I hate feeling. I mean, I, mean I, I I said it once, I'll say it again. I say it a lot, I believe, on another channel, but seems like 95% of the people Triple H brought back. I'm saying that about.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about the uh some other women who are on the show. A lot of women on the show tonight. Uh oscar and Liv Morgan uh had a match. carmella on commentary. I thought she was pretty damn funny. Uh I thought the match was good. Really, I did. I liked the chemistry between Asuka and Liv. I thought they worked very smooth with one another. I thought Liv had a couple of really good uh, moves tonight. The the top rope code breaker was smooth as hell. Um, Asuka ends up winning this match with an arm bar. But unfortunately, this is kind of like a WWE trope. This match was more about what was going on outside of the ring than what was going on inside of the ring. And it was kind of hard for people to pay attention on the TV screen because we had Carmella on commentary who was screaming and 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 calling uh, Wade Barrett bad at his job. And she was actually pretty entertaining on commentary, though. I, I did enjoy that. Then Nikki Cross comes out, and she is, like, hugging on Michael Cole and kissing him and saying, my best friend, I missed you, which was a callback to their Thunderdome days. So I appreciated that. Nikki Cross is excellent, so that was funny. Raquel comes out. Natty comes out. After the match, we get this big women finisher showcase, like, Hey, it's all, it's everybody for themselves inside the elimination chamber. And then Liv and Asuka smile at each other, which to me just telegraphed the fact that they'll probably be the last two standing inside the elimination chamber tomorrow, SP3. But uh, this, what what are we doing here? This
2: clearly Asuka's winning tomorrow. Like, clearly Asuka's winning tomorrow. Dutch's facial expression just gave my whole opinion of this whole segment. (laughs) Shrug. It can happen. It was a yep.
1: thing. <clears throat> Draw your own conclusion. But you, I saw that match and I went, I, I don't, I, I understand it, but I don't give a crap. And I'm sure there's a lot of them wrestling fans out there who are agreeing with me. There's nothing to focus on. There was one good move in that. And what did uh, Liv Morgan do? She was in the corner. And she went up and brought her down on her knee.
0: Yeah, the top rope code breaker. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's great. Yeah. Smooth as hell. Uh, wh- why isn't that a finish? Or is it a finish?
0: It's not her finish. No. Her finish is the uh, off the rope flatliner.
2: Very be. convoluted
0: flatliner.
2: Yes. <laughs> people have to get into that position for her to do it. It should definitely, I agree with Dutch. It should definitely be what she just did. Uh, I, I learned this from, from, uh, good good, good friend of mine now since I've interviewed him today, Speedball Mike Bailey, he said the key to a finisher is it needs to be the coolest thing you can do. And that oblivion move is not the coolest thing Liv can do. That top rope worker needs to be her new finisher.
0: Yeah. Well, Oscar, well, Oscar already buried it because she kicked out at like one and a half on that.
2: Well, the
1: announcers popped on it. First time I've really seen it. It's sometimes I, I'm watching, but I'm really not watching you know what I mean? But that kind of drew my attention. I went, damn, why,
0: why doesn't she use that? That's the first time I think I've seen her do the off the top rope one. She does the, the code breakers typically like her setup move for the oblivion. She hits the code breaker and then they fall backwards into the middle rope. And then she gets up and, and hits them with the oblivion, which is a good setup for it. Um, but yeah, man. That look, Liv does a lot of really impressive moves that I think a lot of people sleep on. I I did enjoy this match tonight. I cared about it a little bit more than y'all did, but it, it's hard to focus on it when there's so much other stuff that they're trying to do for storyline purposes on the outside of the match.
1: So what is Liv? Is she a babyface or is she a heel? Uh,
0: she's Liv Morgan. That's that's what <laughs> she is. She's she's crazy. She knocked, she's a she she's a babyface version of Nikki Cross, I think.
1: She knocked the crap out of what Rodriguez or what's her name?
0: Yeah. I the think end they're end. gonna I think those two are gonna be in a tag team. That that's I, I get the sense that they're gonna be in a tag team title match at WrestleMania. Like I, I that's what I think their roles are gonna be. They this they've been going back and forth. Liv knocked the shit out of her a couple weeks ago, then they have a match, but then they're all lovey dovey after the Royal Rumble and in and, and a tag team match, and now they're all Raquel's trying to be friendly with her, and then she hit, hits her with a code breaker, and those two are gonna end up in a tag team which makes me wonder what the hell happened to Tegan Knox. But anyway, uh, we had another tag team match before this. This was uh, Sheamus and McIntyre, the bangers against the Viking Raiders. Uh, Holy flying big man through the air, Batman. Uh, Sheamus with an absolutely incredible senton uh, off the top rope with Ivar on his shoulders in this one. Now that's the
2: greens, the green, the green bay plunge. That was the old finisher of Mr. Kennedy.
0: Oh, okay. Fair. Good call. Uh, regardless, uh, McIntyre ends up getting the win with the, uh, Claymore after breaking up Ragnarok. I thought these four men worked incredibly well together tonight. I enjoyed this one. Uh, SP three. I know you were kind of down on, uh, the
2: Viking Raiders last week. What'd you think about this one? I, this was exactly what I said. I said when they, when they are able to just wrestle they are really good. And especially if you have them in a team in there with a team like Sheamus and drew McIntyre, who are just going to beat the hell out of you. So the Vikings could beat the hell out of them. This was physical. This was a very good matchup. I enjoyed the finish as well. Uh, It was aggressive from both teams. You saw the marks on Sheamus body at the end. Like, I just want the Vikings to be allowed to wrestle all the fancy production and everything. Uh, I don't need all that. I need them to go out there and beat people up like this match. This was a damn good match, probably the best match uh, on either show.
1: That's your reaction. What he
2: said. I can add.
1: I can add nothing to it. I do like. I, I do like those guys. <clears throat> They're believable. They're big. They move. For guys that size, they move extremely well. And they had a good match, and I, I agree with it because I think the the presentation is too uh, jazzed up for them. I mean, you can cut that down and you get the same result, but it doesn't it doesn't detract anything in, in my book from them. But the match was good, and what made it what made it good is because when they went in the ring, you didn't know who was going to win. I mean, this is really a toss up. Who's gonna who's who's gonna win this and and if either team had won, I mean, I don't think anybody would bitch and moan about it. But it's a good match, and he had some good moves in there. What is what is the bigger Viking? What's his name? Ivar. Ivar. He's talented. He's very good. So they they do some good stuff. So my hats off to all of those four guys.
0: Uh, I thought tonight was a great night for Sheamus. Was getting a hell of a reaction from the uh, Montreal crowd. <sighs> I can't. I- I- if the rumored matchup for WrestleMania is what comes to fruition, I really hope we see Sheamus win the Intercontinental Title at WrestleMania by pinning Drew McIntyre, not. Uh, Gunther, I think that'd be a good way to to uh, to save Gunther there. But
2: that would be great, I won't lie, that will be great. But I really want Gunther to break Hunky Tonk Man's record. <laughs> I know, I do, too, I really man. do. I feel like Seamus well, deserves he, a big he, moment he, he, at Mania
0: this he, year. He's worked for it, man. He's worked for days it.
1: since he had that title, he says.
0: Uh,
2: 250
1: something now, almost well, not uh, what eight months ago, it doesn't seem that long.
2: He won it back in June, I believe. Yeah.
0: Wow. Well, anyway, I it's think a, it's the, the longest one. reign of what, 20 years?
2: Since 2000?
0: Is it's the longest
2: reign since The Rock back in
1: 1998. Holy
0: shit. <laughs> Jesus.
1: I, well, I think they need to go with that because they went with it with Roman, went with it with the Usos, so go with the, with the title with Gunther.
0: How about another WrestleMania match that may have been set up for tonight? We did see uh hit row for all of about eight seconds uh, this evening. <laughs> uh, did I freeze again?
1: Hey, I'm Sid, Come on. You got to answer this now. He's covering <sighs> up. Already. Oh,
2: God. oh, God. Hit row. Like. <laughs> I know, I know they. The, I know they. They are really good when they did those performances before we lost Rick. It's okay, Rick will be back, ladies and gentlemen. But they really good at those performances before. But tonight, oh my God, they were offbeat and everything. It was, it was like they were purposely offbeat to get heat. So I get that, but I was so I have never been that happy to see Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy ever. <laughs>
0: I don't think they could hear very well. I think it's part of the problem, which is why they were offbeat. By the way, apologies. My internet is being screwy tonight. Um, but yes, I, I, this this to me was 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 fun. It was a good uh, to watch Hit Row get their ass beat by Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy who were working together. But then it got interesting when Bray hops on the microphone and calls out the winner of Lashley and Lesnar which is tomorrow night at Elimination Chamber a bit random but okay so very a bit a <laughs> bit
2: so basically Brock and Bobby Lashley this feud that started last year at the Royal Rumble is to qualify to verse <laughs> the greatest and then the Bell Riggs wrestler in the history of WWE Bray Wyatt in a cinnamon toast crunch match at Wrestlemania 39
0: now i okay uh i i'm the king i'm the (laughs) king he's he's got i'm 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 the king of let's let it play out right like as long as far as bray wyatt is concerned now no one would fault you if you forgot this but bray wyatt and brock lesnar
2: actually have feuded before yes Uh, they were supposed to this is this is and i said this to you i believe on another channel rick it seems like this is Triple H's go-to booking of this man didn't do it, so I'm going to do it.
0: But, At least but, the but to Vince's credit, there were some extenuating circumstances there, yes. right? So uh if you remember back to the 2016 Royal Rumble, Brock Lesnar, after he tosses out members of the Wyatt family, they come back in, beat him down. He's eliminated from the Royal Rumble by Bray Wyatt. Everybody is thinking that this is setting up. Uh, a big WrestleMania match between the two of them, where hopefully Bray finally gets a big win. He's coming off of massive losses at WrestleMania 30 and 31. And then all of a sudden, this match ends up getting booked at Roadblock just a few weeks out from WrestleMania. And it ends up being a handicap match because Bray gets injured. So it's Bray and Brody Lee against Brock Lesnar. Lesnar wins very easily. And then due to the rise in popularity of Dean Ambrose, we end up getting Ambrose and Lesnar at WrestleMania 32. And this whole thing just fell by the wayside. So some extenuating circumstances there that look on paper back in the day, Lesnar, Wyatt seemed like a moneymaker. It turned out to be absolutely nothing. It was over in a few weeks. Maybe triple H is saying, Hey, there, there could be some money here with this cowboy Brock and, and this, this Bray Wyatt character, regardless of how the, uh, the, whatever Mountain Dew pitch black match went is still over with the audience. Maybe he sees money here. I was wondering Dutch why they were going to put Lashley and Lesnar at elimination chamber and not at WrestleMania. Now it appears we know why.
1: Well, the, the thing that bothers me about Bray Wyatt, I think the people, I guess he's a babyface. I guess. Yeah. And if they put him against a baby face, the people are going to, you're going to split your crowd because I don't think they hate Brock. They don't hate Lashley, so if he went against either one of them, you know you could I think you just confuse your fan base.
0: Like they're kind of doing that now. They have Lashley kind of being the heel in this in this role, even though he's he's still over. Like he was a babyface heading into this, but he's acting more heelish uh, in this feud with with uh, with Brock Lesnar.
1: Well, after you get, it's like you almost know Bobby Lashley by now. He's like your next-door neighbor. He's really done nothing to you. And, you know, he's a great athlete. So you're going to – all of a sudden you're going to change your mind and start booing him like crazy. You're not going to do that. You respect him for what he's done already. And Brock Lesnar too. So I think you just make it hard on creative when you put guys like that who are really walking the the thin line anyway over – being a heel or a baby face and and creative can't they really can't fix that they can try but it's forced and people can i think people can pick that out immediately almost
2: but like but the bigger issue for me is that this will be then like what three or four different matches at WrestleMania where it's like heel versus heel or babyface versus babyface. If it is going to be Bray versus Brock, that's babyface versus babyface. Yep. If it's Oscar versus Bianca, that's babyface versus babyface. If it's Charlotte versus Rhea, no matter how much Charlotte's getting cheered, that's heel versus heel. It seems like he is like you said, his go-to Triple H go-to booking on a lot of these, a lot of these matches for WrestleMania is Vince didn't do it, but I am, and he's not taking the work to align them in the right way. Are we gonna get like a haphazard Bray Wyatt turns heel or Brock turns heel before this matchup? I don't know, but yeah, uh, I don't, I don't. I mean, luckily because it's Brock, it's only gonna be maybe eight minutes at best, so. That's probably oh, on the same. Those two season. horses? Those
0: two horses? Oh man, no, that's that 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 thing will go five max. Uh, that that's gonna be that's gonna be a quick night's work for for both of those guys. That's gonna be that's gonna be one of those classic Brock Lesnar. I'm gonna hit my finish, then you hit your finish, then I'm gonna hit my finish, then you hit your finish, then I'm gonna hit my finish twice, and then depending on who goes over, they'll somebody will hit another finish, and <laughs> that that'll well, be what.
2: Shouldn't it be Brock it, taking the job there for for Braids? Absolutely.
0: yes, 100%. Stephen Chambers asking, which match would be better, Brock versus Bray or Lashley versus Bray? None of them. (laughs) Won't you just
1: work some more names in there and we would have better choices, believe me. But see, this is a problem when you sign a guy for three years. That means they're expecting creative. To keep this guy alive for three years with three hours of live TV, four hours, what is it? Four hours or live TV or five?
0: They, well, three, five on five the main roster. For five on the
1: main
2: roster, yeah.
1: I mean, most of the time they can't do it because about a, the time the guy's in there a year, year and a half, hell, they've run out of ideas. Well, maybe we could do, let's make him a cab driver. No, no, no. Let's make him a homeless guy. Let's do something. But, I mean, I don't think the greatest writer in the world can keep some of these guys alive. And I'm just speaking from experience. Old Town Booker told me one time, he said, when you're writing guys' names down and it becomes a little hard to write his name down, That's when you run out of ideas for him and he needs to move over and you bring somebody else in because the bottom line is you have to make, make your company profitable. And if one guy is not, you know, as strong as he once was, well, that's life. So, but you have to make amends for that. You have to fix that and bring in somebody else. Because and we've talked about, you see the same faces over and over and over Like we saw in SmackDown six eight months ago, you you could almost pick the segment they were coming out in. Yeah. So, and they they had the talent, they just wouldn't let it be shown on TV. They've made a a magical turnaround, a fantastic turnaround, but still, you're going to run into the same problem. Some of these guys are going to get old no matter what you do with.
2: You guys remember when we were very entertained by Bray Wyatt and we were calling him his story like the second best thing in WWE outside of the bloodline? Good times. Good times.
0: Yeah, it was. It was was good times. Uh, let's, well, talk, let's talk. Let's so, talk about the opener of the show tonight, which uh, was Natalia and Shotzi against Rhonda and Shayna. Nice reaction for Natty in Canada. She always gets a nice reaction in Canada. Uh, booze rained down for both Rhonda and Shayna. Even getting some "You Can't Wrestle" chants for Rhonda at the beginning of this match. But honestly, I thought Rhonda was good in this match. I thought. I She's thought great. Shotzi was very good in this match. This was a great showing for Shotzi tonight. She got a hell of a reaction from the crowd. They they got redemption tonight, did Shotzi and Ronda, with that off-the-top-rope tornado DDT onto the apron that they completely botched in their match a few weeks ago, or a few months ago, however long ago that was. And tonight, Ronda, pardon my French, fucking nailed it she
2: stuck the landing like, perfectly
0: spiked herself like a football in the end zone on that goddamn ring apron and it like I had to rewind it twice because I thought she was dead like I she sold it so well and hit it so perfect I'm like there's no way she doesn't have scrambled eggs for brains right now but it was perfect absolutely perfect Rhonda ends up getting the win with an arm bar here sp3 I like Rhonda and Shane as a team I like this tag team match a lot more than I thought I would.
2: This overachieved so much. Like, first of all, I loved uh, Ronda and Shayna coming out with the geese. I think that was a great look for them. Had their tag team feel from right from the beginning. This crowd, you, you said the crowd was into Shotzi. But let's not take away from Natalia Natalia was the one that was over And they mm-hmm. weren't reacting to Shotzi And then she was on the apron being like Shotzi, Shotzi, Shotzi And then Shotzi gave the effort That made them get into yes. it And made them cheer her So let's give credit to, to Natalia Who deserves a raise for getting that crowd Behind <laughs> Shotzi and then Shotzi Delivering to, to make up for, for the lack of reaction She was getting at first but that Died to the outside the Tope suit was before the break she she totally took out ronda then the dive to the outside and like you said that ddt where ronda i love the fact that this crowd in montreal said you can't wrestle to ronda and then ronda wrestled really well and yeah. that was the best effort we've she seen said, from ronda in she, quest- said bet. she said bet all right fuck you let's go <laughs> it was it was like it was like She's they good, the wow you guys have some foul
1: mouth tonight.
2: That's all right. We're ladies getting ladies and gentlemen.
1: I apologize for my. It's, my, at, my, it's, my, at, my it's after midnight player. somewhere. Just We're all right. I, I did like this match too. I I'm developing an appreciation for Shayna ba- Baszler because you look at her and she she has an odd look anyway, but she's tough and Ronda with her because now they're coming out from the curtain, they're acting like heels from the first step. Rhonda's not smiling anymore, and they're acting like heels, and they're getting a heel reaction. But you gotta say this, people might not like them, but they respect them, because they know what they can do. So I I think that basil has come farther. How long has she been working?
2: She's been wrestling, I believe, since like 2016. I, I was believe. gonna say 16, yeah. 2016, and she came into WWE like 2017. Okay.
1: But I think I, think, she, I believe
2: 2015, 2015, 2016, because she was she wrestled in stardom before she came to WWE. Okay. But she's improved more in the last
1: year than she has before because I, I like her now. I, she, she's she's kind of got it what she needs to do and ronda and her really a good team a great team now they now what team could go does wwe have any other female tag teams that could that are set
0: that that's the thing they really don't they and that's why i'm saying like it looks like they're putting Liv and raquel together with one another and that could be a setup there because they look the 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 new women's battle Royal is, and we don't have the battle Royal at WrestleMania anymore. Now we have a four woman tag team title match for the, the tag team titles. Like that's what we get at WrestleMania to get all the women on the card. Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey are walking out of Hollywood with those tag team titles. I will, I will bet a sizable amount of money on that. But if you just do okay, that, I, match, bet you, I bet you, if you do that, $5. match, $5 done. That's possible to me. Yeah. Now, if they just have that match against damage control, once again, you're doing heel team versus heel team. They need some babyface tag teams. Shayna Baszler and, and, and Ronda Rousey could be a very good, very dominant heel tag team champions. And it could go on a great run. They just got to have some teams to fight. And right now they don't have any teams to fight. So my hope is over the next several weeks, we're establishing some babyface tag teams, whether it is Liv Morgan and Raquel, whether it's Mia Yim and Candice LeRae, whether it's, I don't know, pick some people. You brought all these women back, and a lot of them are just are just
2: chilling right now. Try something. Throw, throw that, a bunch of teams against the wall and see what sticks. You got to do something. And at least have them actually stay as a team. Yes, for it because it seems like every time they do these multi-woman tag team matches, most of the teams don't last until like the fall of that same year. Like, uh, I hope that Nikki Cross and Candice Candice LeRae, this is not leading to a feud, this is leading to a tag team. Yeah. Ooh. That would be interesting.
0: That would be interesting. I have no idea what's going on with Nikki Cross, but I'm I'm fine with that because at least they're doing something uh, with Nikki Cross. All right, let's move on to Rampage. Gentlemen, we'll start at the top of the show, so we'll just make this a nice little neat donut that we're doing here tonight. Uh, we get the Elite versus Top Flight and AR Fox. I said it at the beginning of the show. I'll say it again. I loved the fact that they were playing into the whole slam dunk thing. They're coming out with basketballs. And- we have- tip off to start them <laughs> it's a tip off they did a damn tip off and turned into an atomic drop <laughs> whoever came up with that idea give them a raise it was fucking brilliant i i, I, I came up with it oh okay well I uh text, you uh raise this man's pick.
1: use a basketball one there and tip it off
2: Dutch deserves right. to be Booker of the Year if he came up with that. And if, if he also came up with playing monkey in the middle with AR Fox, that <laughs> popped me. That popped me when they played monkey in the middle. Oh my god. This I this
0: was incre- this was just a fun match. The spot to me, though, I'm all about I'm all about timing, right? The timing on the crossbody from Dante Martin. To Kenny Omega
2: on the attempted V-trigger was just perfection. Perfect. I, I thought Absolutely you were going to mention AR Fox doing, I think he did like a a splash and threw the ball at Kenny Omega. He did a splash on Matt Jackson <laughs> and threw the ball at Kenny Omega in the corner at the same time. Like, yo, they, it was like, I was like it was like, this was so much fun. It was just it was just totally not serious, but this is exactly what I needed to start start my wrestling night.
0: We appreciate you, uh, Mr. Hampton, for uh, tuning in for the first time. Make sure to come back every Friday. We're typically on at 1105, by the way, at the end of Rampage, but since Rampage was early, uh, we are uh, on a bit early tonight. So please come on back. Uh, AR Fox impressed the hell out of me uh, in this match. The guy, the, the, the body control that this man has
2: is just insane. The best part about this matchup wasn't even all the basketball spots. It was that I think the elite watched Smack Talk from the last time they had a trios match, and Dutch mentioned how many times they did the super kick. They did the super kick Dutch three times, and it was three different types of super kick. They did a <laughs> single super kick, a double <laughs> super kick, and then the triple super kick. Didn't that I was like, I was like, they watched Smack Talk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, just the fact that you liked it means it got over. Yeah. And they didn't overuse it. So, I mean, they do it great, but after you do it so many times, it's just it's like, you know, tipping your hat and going on. It's just, it's just common stuff. But the match was very good. I, 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 there was no resting in this match. I mean, these guys worked their asses off, and I liked the way Dante Martin and his partner were dressed. They all had, like, fatigue zone. That looked good. I enjoyed the match.
0: So, by the way, tip of the cap to uh, Kenny Omega for pulling off a uh, behind-the-back pass to perfection uh, in the middle of the ring as well. That man's got some skills. Uh, just an absolute super athlete. But the 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 moment of the night for this, as far as my, I'm concerned, for this match was after it was over and House of Black showed up. All right, let's go, SP three. <laughs> let's go. These these He's two. Involved.
2: I've been asking for this for a since and we were doing the best of seven with, with depth triangle. I was like, uh, House of Black should come and feud with them. They took a little too long. I think that we should have been speed this up and should have had this weeks ago. Them come out and challenge the elite, but I'm glad we're getting that. It seems like we're getting House of Black versus the elite for Revolution. Yes. Count me in. Sign me up. I'm I'm all for it. Can't wait for it.
0: Uh, How about a match we're going to get this Wednesday? Wheeler, Yuta, and Orange Cassidy for the uh, the All-Atlantic Championship uh, Wednesday on Dynamite. I thought this was uh, a nice refresher, uh, sp 3 because I kind of forgot that Wheeler, you started off with Best Friends and with Orange Cassidy and was plucked away by the Blackpool Combat Club. So this was a nice little long-term storytelling that they're doing here.
2: I'm going to call this edition of Rampage of a Tony Khan watch Smack Talk because this is another thing that Dutch always complains about is the backstage segments where they're a shot, how they're never in different positions, how you don't get much format. You got a lot from this. They reminded you of the relationship between Wheelie Uta and Orange Cassidy and the hypocrisy of uh how he says Chuck treated me like a clown. Now y'all with an actual clown in Dan Housing. He was like, Trent used to bully me. Now I'm the bully, and I got two perf- professionals who are teaching me how to be a professional wrestler you never taught me anything and then orange cassidy's comeback was perfect he was like i wasn't trying to teach you anything i was just trying to be your best friend but since you want to come at me and come get my title come take it i was yeah. like that's the best promo for orange cassidy ever cut in his life see they told the told story
1: what it happened and i like the setting i don't know where that was but the setting was a damn lot better than that backstage wherever they are in, in the arena there with the dirt and everything else. It looked like it was in like a courtyard.
0: I was going to say, it looked like they were at a fountain, weren't they just sitting, just chilling by a fountain in a courtyard somewhere? Well, it, it looked
1: good, but they told the story. Now, if I'm a first time fan watching that now, I notice it. Now they're telling this story. Now, if I'm really interested in it, I will go back and do a little research and see what they're talking about that's how you gain fans they did well on that one they did really really good
0: gonna be interesting to see how that one goes down because this this orange cassidy title run has been spectacular um i kind of wouldn't be surprised if will or pulls off the upset on wednesday though we'll see we'll all tune in and see i'm pulling for him Ricky Starks defeated Daniel Garcia tonight with a spear and a Rochambeau after Action Andretti came down to take out Sammy Guevara to uh, even out the odds. And afterwards, SP3 Sammy Guevara gets on the mic, calls out Tony Khan, says he wants Action Andretti. We're going to get him next week. I thought this was pretty good. I like watching Ricky Starks work. I don't have a whole lot to say about it, but I thought, th- I thought this was fine tonight.
2: I just want them to end this feud and Ricky and more important stuff. Uh, this match was good, though. I think Daniel Garcia is very talented at what he does, working over the body part. And I thought Ricky did a great job of selling the knee throughout this matchup. Even at the end, when he when he runs really fast and hits the spear, he limps over to Garcia before he hits Rochambeau. I thought he was very he was he sold it very well. He's a very
0: smart performer. Uh, there, there's no doubt about that. Uh, Dutch. You talk about running out of ideas with people. I am uh, getting starting to get the sense Tony Khan doesn't know what to do with Jade Cargill at this point because she has just run through everybody. Probably she has saying, run. We
1: need, we need something different with her. We know she can beat people up, and that are all the all her matches are the same. So
0: I, I mean, Bert Nixon's talented. I wish we would have seen more of her in the match. This was a two he, minute. Squash is she undefeated? Yeah, she's fifty three and zero. I would say roughly what forty three of those are squash matches. Jade honestly, to me, looked bored. Like there was a point where she just kind of looked at the camera and was like, "I'm kind of over this shit." Like usually, <laughs> she, usually she's coming out and she's much more animated and more into the moment tonight. I'm not saying she half-assed it, but it, she. There there was just kind of a look in her eyes to me that I read that just said, I'm ready for something else. I'm ready for something else. And I think a lot of us are ready for something else. Well, I am because
1: if she's 53-0 and or whatever it is, you expect her to win in about two or three minutes. Yeah. Now, they need to do something to all of a sudden shock the fan and that she could get beat. And something to, I mean, I would have to think about it, but creative in AEW, they need to be some thinking about that too. Who was her closest opponent? Who was the strongest?
2: Uh, the strongest opponent answer was like thunder rosa when before she won the tbs championship but since she won the tbs title she's had a couple of good matches i think i remember but it's yeah it's been so long since jade had something had a feud the last feud that they even hinted at was her and the baddies and they didn't even do anything with that then they had her in Bow wow like i'm just i'm just over it i'm just over it she has even came out and says that she wants to feud with some of the top stars in the company and i agree with rick it just seemed like she was bored out there and i'm bored of all of this like this is this is at the level of where we were uh at right after Wrestlemania 38 with Roman's run when we were like when is it going to end? We weren't saying no. anymore who was going to end it. We was like when is this going to end and we're at that with Jade cargo. It's like what is this when is this winning streak? When is this TBS title reign? When is it going to end? Uh when- for those of you who
0: are asking where is Thunder Rosa by the way? She's back with the company. She's doing uh some Spanish commentary for them, but she's still rehabbing she's hoping to be back soon so she's still injured right now
1: willow girl what's her name willow or something? willow nightingale
0: yeah she, i yeah. mean she's she's one of the 53 that jade's i think she beat her a couple she's of times two probably. of the 53 yeah, yeah she's two of the 53
1: i think that would be you could almost jump start her there and now Rosa can uh, jay can come back and re-win it but i think that would shock people
0: it would be something because right now it just feels like they're can down the road waiting for for Chris Statlander to come back and how long is that going to take?
2: Like yeah. I, I agree with Dutch That was the person that I thought they should have done Because they already established The last time when she challenged Jade Jade was like All right, I already beat you And then she could do it again And come back and say I want to challenge Jade again and Jade's like I already beat you twice Sure I'll give you another matchup And then it comes out of nowhere It's a big pop because people are behind Willow And then we can get some progression of Jade's character Because she this this winning streak Is now an abatross Around her neck She's not improving She's not doing any storyline lines you need to get the winning streak over so she can actually become a character and mix it up with the top level women's talent that they have
0: yeah uh right now she has reached the hugh morris uh part of her her undefeated streak you know goldberg just trotting out there and beating hugh morris like 840 times or whatever it was that's where Jade cargill is right now um i'm telling because, you what what once once what, i'm because, telling you, what i would do right now once Brit and, and Jamie are done with Soraya and Tony once that whole program is over, hopefully here in a few weeks after Revolution. Brit, Brit and Jade, just go. Brit and Jade. You can have Jade win and be the biggest win of her career. Actually do a storyline with her. I think that's something that could actually advance. Brit's a baby face. Jade's still a heel. I think that would work fine. Uh, Go ahead. If it's something that Jade wants to do, why the hell not? Because you already got Jamie, who's the world champ right now. So
1: Wait a minute. What did you say
0: if that's something jade wants to do is it up to her well jade has said in interviews that she wants to feud against the kind of you know those it's kind to, of people it's
1: up to her to what, what she does i mean she can have a hand in it
0: but isn't tony khan the boss that's what i'm
2: saying that uh, that's what tony should do i'm making a suggestion he should definitely not feed Britt baker because Britt brit has been beaten to death. Death to the point that she's not as over. She was like one of their homegrown megastars that they had grown. And they beaten her to death since she won the Owen Hart tournament last year in May. And it's not, she doesn't get the same reaction. Jamie's on the, on the way up and it just feels like Britt just keeps going down and down. So I don't want Britt to just feud with Jade. So Jade beats her. It's not going to mean anything. It's not going to mean as much as it would have meant like six, seven months ago. Could what do you, you think? Not, could, could you have Britt beat Jade then?
1: Why do you think they keep the belt so long on Jade? Or they haven't beaten or anything? Just no ideas?
2: I, I guess that's what it seems like that they got no ideas or no baby faces that they, they want to get behind because Chris Statlander's injured. Tony, uh, Thunder Rosa is injured. They turn Tony Storm back into a heel, which he's more entertaining. Front. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and and Jamie Hader, she's the world champion. So,
1: well, what is what is Jade? What title does she have? The CBS TBS title. title. See, that's that's confusing too for for me. I'm not a fan that pays close attention to AEW. I watch it, but all these different
2: titles they confuse the hell out of me. The TBS oh, she- title is basically like oh, the she- women's she- Intercontinental title.
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna. Say. It's their secondary championship. All right, let's get to the main event here, gentlemen. Uh, we had a promo exchange between Dustin Rhodes and Swerve. I thought both of these guys were great. Line of the night, though, was was Dustin Rhodes channeling a uh, channeling the Tombstone reference, saying, I'm coming and
2: hell's coming with me tonight. Uh, I just, just want Dustin Rhodes to talk every week. Like, right. it, it, I, I couldn't, I could not see him like a week before. And then he comes back and he speaks, and I'm like, okay, I'm invested in what you're doing because you're so <laughs> passionate. He's
0: great. I love the movie references he drops. It plays back to his old cinema character and gold dust and things like that in WWE. The tombstone reference tonight popped me. Uh, this was a really good match, too. Dustin can still go. Swerve is a star. Parker gets involved, though. We get the rare DQ uh, in AEW because uh, look, I- Dustin had this match won. He had him dead to rights before Parker got involved. Two-on-one attack. They're setting him up for a cinder block smash. Then we get big Keith Lee coming back to set up Keith Lee versus Swerve, which will probably happen at Revolution. I enjoyed the hell out of this main event, SP 3
1: Keith Lee looked 10 years older for some reason. His um, hair is gray. Well, um, he has gray hair, but he dyes different. it,
0: so he didn't dye the hair this time around. He's only thirty-eight. He
2: looks fifty-eight when he doesn't dye his hair. Unfortunately.
1: Well, he 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 looked a lot older. So
2: it it looked like he tried to shave (laughs) his hair and it turned gray. Yeah, like it's like he did me, but he had the gray underneath the shade. Yeah, that's a strong gray.
0: I'm not saying he looks bad, by the way, but it's it's just a strong gray color. That's all it is. But yes, he did look older, Dutch. Thank
1: you, thank you. That's all. That's all.
0: What What did you think of the uh, main event tonight, SB3?
2: oh i i enjoyed it it was going well before the the finish but i guess the finish (laughs) makes sense if if it was gonna if they're gonna do if they're not gonna do keith lee and swerve right away at revolution if they're gonna do basically uh keith and dustin rhodes versus the mogul affiliates i get this finish but if they're gonna do keith lee and swerve should have just had swerve beat dustin here but uh, it was to set up the the Keith Lee return. All I will say is, where the hell did Keith Lee come from? He looked like he rose out of the ring, because of how they shot it. It was great yeah. how they shot it, because he uh, looked like he looked like he just rose out of the ring, like, and there was no hole in the ring. So it was just like how he came on the camera. That was I, very
0: cool how they shot it. I will never not pop for that, you know, low angle shot and Keith Lee just approaching over the hills. Like I'm gonna fuck somebody up. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Where was the? Didn't Swerve have another guy with him? Yeah, didn't somebody asked him? where he was tonight, and uh, they, Dustin said nobody cares.
1: <laughs> yeah, he had two. But now he's only got one. What's that guy's name? Boudreaux Parker or Parker Boudreaux? Parker Boudreaux, yes. Yeah, well,
0: I'm surprised myself. I even remembered his name. So. <laughs> Oh, by the way, NBA, uh, before we go, uh, it is NBA all-star festivities. Did anybody see the shot that the Miz drilled tonight?
2: He just didn't get it off in
0: time. I know he was, it was beyond half court. He had the ball in his hand, like just a, a 10th of a second too late from hitting a four point shot that would have won the game for his team. He buried it though. Oh, good on for the Miz
2: SB three. What you got going on this weekend? Well, check out True Hill Heat 213 tomorrow morning, 11.05 a.m. Eastern time. Myself, Miss Chrissy Love, Top Guy JJ back together for the first time. 2023 going to be talking about this week in wrestling. Uh, WWE wanting to sign Kenny Omega. Uh, Does AEW need CM Punk to come back? Jay White's final New Japan match. And we're going to do final predictions for Elimination Chamber and New Japan Pro Wrestling Battle in the Valley.
1: That's what you got to (laughs) do that myself i want to know all those things i'm gonna listen i'm gonna i'm gonna listen to you said i'll
2: get all the questions i appreciate okay? you sir Thank that's you.
1: what you got going on well not not a lot i'm writing my third book i'm calling my life with, with an idiot and that's about you rick
0: oh cool um, i'm kidding
1: i'm kidding um i'm writing third that's book. a short book we've I only known
0: each other two years
1: i hope it's out by november maybe just in time for christmas And uh, I've written two other books, so if you're interested in these books, uh, email me at DirtyDutchMantel, with two L's, at gmail.com. And, hell, just just email me, because I usually get back to people anyway. So, that's about all I got going on right now.
0: Cool. You're going to be in my book, Rick. Huh? You're going to be in my book. Oh, awesome. All I want to be is remembered. That's it. Uh, Guys, I had to get a a chance to talk to uh, Montez Ford this week ahead of his big matchup on Saturday, where hopefully he will win. Uh, the United States Championship inside of Elimination Chamber. Uh, Links to that can be found on my Twitter page, at Rick Uccino. Make sure to follow me there as well, as you see it on the screen, uh, because I will either be dropping an interview next week with Mia Yim or Austin Theory, but uh, it's all going to depend on what Austin does this weekend and uh, how I'm going to determine when I'm going to drop those. So regardless, follow me on Twitter, at Rick Uccino, and you can get uh, all the links and clicks to uh, the articles that I write and uh, the interviews that I do, and I appreciate those support follow him at dirty d mantel and him at true heel sp3 until next week at 1105 this is smack talk have a great weekend everybody enjoy elimination chamber and go mercedes monet